Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style and powerography would like to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners quartz and canary jewelry and wellness company use code empower 15 to receive 15 percent off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com quartz and canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style hello there brad walsh here your host of the empowerography podcast today my guest is claudia fabian she is a pro-aging ambassador how are you doing today claudia i am doing great how are you i'm doing very well thank you so much for taking the time to be here i'm really excited to jump in and and talk with you and share a bit about who you are and what you're doing and i love what you're doing so let's get started you are an esthetician you're a director of sales for professional skincare company, you are a pro-aging ambassador, and you've worked and built worked in and built a career in the beauty industry for over 20 years. You're a podcast host. What inspired you to originally start your career in the beauty industry? Well, you know, I think it just goes back to being a little girl. I remember being three years old and just dying to put on my mom's, you know, at the time it was in the early 70s, she had, you know, falls where you would just attach the hair to the back of the head. Yeah. I wanted to wear that. I would beg her to put it on me, (laughs) beg her to put makeup on me. I just think you're born into it. I think you're born into loving that. So it was no mistake that I ended up eventually in beauty, but I didn't land there right away, but I finally found my way. (laughs) So having been in the beauty industry for such a long time, I'm curious to know what has been one of, or let's even say the top three cringeworthy trends that you've seen during your career in the industry? I mean, gosh, we've lived through them all and, you know, they're horrible. I mean, I was, when I saw that question, I was thinking, gosh, you know, what came to my mind first was the horrible perms that we had (laughs) in the eighties. I was like, oh God, those are like blackmail photos. I mean, my hair was to the ceiling and it was, it was just so ugly. But in my beauty career, I would say, you know, the nineties also kind of came to my mind with the skinny eyebrows and the trend was to wear like a darker lip line with a paler pink. It was so ugly, but we thought we looked fabulous and everybody else was, you know, doing it. So you didn't feel like the odd person out. And then I would say fashion wise, like parachute pants. I mean, why did we wear, why did we think that was cool? You know, I don't know. (laughs) MC Hammer pants. I don't know, but all that was so ugly. Such an ugly time. Yes. Yes, it was. (laughs) What excites or lights you up the most about the work you do, Claudia? Well, you know, being a makeup artist and esthetician and what it's meant the most is just helping women feel their best. So rewarding when you can turn someone's day around, someone's mood around, you know, the power of makeup is incredible or helping somebody overcome a skin issue that has, you know, maybe impeded their confidence, made them feel less than. And if you can change that it is such I mean estheticians are magicians you know I love that estheticians are magicians brilliant I love it Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
up to this point, what would you say has been the biggest highlight of your career? There's been so many, but I think more recently in the last, you know, 10 years, I've moved into corporate, you know, side of, of the beauty industry, working in sales and um, sales management and having worked most of my career in salon and spa, and then making that huge transition into corporate, you know, sales, very different genre, but still in achieving, you know, accolades in sales for winning, you know, best salesperson of the year, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. I won't name all the titles, be a separate podcast, but (laughs) you know, that was really rewarding because, you know, who knew that I had that in me to have success in another way in beauty. So it was good. I liked it. Who doesn't like it? Yeah, true. Speaking of that transition, how difficult was that transition for you moving from working directly like hands-on in the beauty industry Mm -hmm. into a more corporate environment? Yeah, it was not easy. So what happened was in 2011, I moved to Vegas for love and I thought, you know, I'm just going to get a job in a spa. I mean, there's a million spas in Vegas, you know, you're going to walk in and they're going to love me. That didn't happen. (laughs) So I was, I couldn't find a job and, you know, with, you know, 20 plus years in, in aesthetics, I thought it would be so easy to find a job at that time. It just, it just wasn't. So I ended up working in, you know, moving into sales. Someone suggested I try sales for professional skincare brands Okay. and I fell in love with it. It was great. So it was really kind of pushed me into it. I didn't really choose it or seek it out. It just kind of, you know, the universe, however you want to look at it, just kind of guided me that way. And it's lasted longer than my marriage. So that, you know, there's that. That's (laughs) That you moved to Vegas for. (laughs) Yeah, I moved here for that, but I got way more in return. There you go. Then that's, that's what matters, right? Mm -hmm. Which of your skills do you feel has best prepared you for a career, like best prepared you for your career as a makeup artist and esthetician? Well, I think skill wise, you know, obviously, again, I think it's something that you're born with. Like, it's just like an artist, you know, how do you teach someone that's really good at drawing? It's just that they have that gift. And I think that that was my gift, you know, was art and um, makeup artistry. And it just came so naturally. I never really had to learn it. So I think that's really what prepared me. And then of course, having a passion for it. I, like I said, when I was three, I wanted to wear makeup. So, you know, it was just like, (laughs) I just, it was destined for me to work in this. this It's part of who you are, right? It's part of who you are. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Seeing as you've had multiple jobs in the beauty industry, what has been one of your favorite in your career? When you look back, I am a makeup artist first and foremost. That's where my heart and passion is. I always say that, you know, makeup is my lover and skincare is my friend. You know, I (laughs) I love skincare. Okay. But, you know, makeup is what does it for me. So I think, you know, what's really meant the most to me is being part of women's lives on special days, like their wedding. You know, I've done so many bridal parties, bridal makeup, and it's just been so rewarding to, you know, be part of someone's special day that they'll remember forever and it's yeah. captured in photos and they're going to look back and remember that and you know what doing brides you know you're doing their makeup and their photographers are snapping pics and I know I'm probably in so many of their <laughs> bridal memory books and yeah. it feels good you know it feels good I always thought it'd be interesting though to do kind of like a documentary to see out of all the brides I've done how many are actually still married Uh, That would be interesting, actually. Would that be kind of (laughs) cool? That would be. So now that you're working in corporate, 
Do you still keep your hands busy in that other world by being a makeup artist? Like, do you have a side business that you're running that you still keep busy in that? I do occasional freelance work. I do a lot of work for beauty brands, you know, helping consult and things like that. I manage a couple of social media pages for some professional beauty brands. Right. So yeah, I'm still in it. I don't think you ever leave it. Right. you know, being in sales, I'm still coaching and mentoring estheticians yeah. as part of that role. So I still am in spa and salon working all the time. So okay. I get my fill of it. Yeah. There for you sure. go. Okay. Now you did some work back in the day on some pretty big name shows as a makeup artist. How did you get into working in that world? And what were some of the shows you worked on? And how was that experience for you? Did it help your career in the industry? You know, it was really interesting as Chicago was kind of a time in the nineties where a lot of talk shows were there. Yes. I mean, everyone knows Oprah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Jenny Jones. I mean, you yep. have to be born in a certain time. Yes, I remember, I remember Jenny some Jones. of these shows. Jenny Jones, Jerry Springer. Yes. Is he still around? I think he's still around. I don't around. even know if he's still around. Um, and I wonder what happened to Jenny Jones. I don't know. But these were really booming. And of course, I worked for a very prominent salon and spa in Chicago. So it was kind okay. of the go-to who's who. Yeah. Um, and they would hire us. So really, this is way before YouTube and you know all these ways now that makeup artists get recognition. Yeah. So this was kind of it. It was exciting to go do these shows. And that's kind of how it happened. Okay. And yeah, it was an exciting opportunity. It was great. We would do these makeover shows and behind the scenes it was total chaos they would give you literally 30 minutes to transform somebody with hair color makeup hair cutting so we're all working together as a team trying to make this happen and really really fun I mean it was a great experience and you know getting to be on tv and stuff was was fun yeah I'm sure (laughs) what in your opinion is the most important quality in a makeup artist being able to see beauty in women. I look at women all the time, right? Because obviously social media, but also in the work that I do. And women are just so incredibly, interestingly beautiful. Every woman I meet, I find something that I'm like, wow, like stunning, you know, beautiful. So I think as a makeup artist, you know, you really have to have an eye for beauty and seeing that and bringing that out and enhancing that in a woman, because every woman has a feature that when touched the right way by a makeup artist brush is just breathtaking. And that's really what I look for. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. What three makeup items should no woman leave home without, in your opinion? In my opinion, lipstick, mm-hmm. because you could use it as a blush, you know, and kind of touch up that way. I would say a really good facial mist because refreshing your face throughout the day is really great. And then a good face powder you know, to kind of just touch up and even out things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have those in your arsenal, Brett? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I better get those and keep those on me at all times. The face (laughs) mist is good for guys. For sure. Now, today's woman is busier than ever. What, in your opinion, what is the easiest or quickest way to turn a day or work look into something that works for going out at night? For makeup, I would say, obviously, you know, having a a darker lip, so like a nice red would be Mm -hmm. an easy way to change your day look into a night look. Okay. And a little bit eyeliner on the top lash line, smudging that out just to kind of enhance the eyes and a good bronzer, you know, really easy, just kind of deepen it up a little bit. 
So again, three things I should have with me at all or, times. Yeah, or make sure you have, yeah, for your, your daughters or your girls. <laughs> what is the most important beauty advice that you can give to women? Be good to yourself. You know, treat yourself good. I mean, no one else is going to do it. You have to yeah. do it yourself. And I think that is really most important. You know, to me, skincare, makeup, it's part of self-care. It's part of loving yourself, adorning yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I think that is a part of self-love. You know, people may think it's, you know, maybe we've been conditioned to think makeup is superficial or skincare is just superficial. It's an, it's an extravagant expense. Right. But to me, I, I don't see it that way. I see it as self-love and self-adornment. And if you don't admire and love yourself, you know, nobody else will. Very true. Very wise word. What advice would you give to young women wanting to begin a career in the same profession as you? I would say, obviously, you have to go to beauty school, right? You have right. to suffer through that horrendous <laughs> training that we all, I mean, anyone listening that's been in beauty school knows it's God awful, but you have to go through that. You have to pay yeah. your dues. And then I think mentoring under somebody is really, really helpful. I, I really recommend working for you know, a big salon and spa and learning the business, or if you're going to be a makeup artist, working with an established makeup artist and, and being mentored before you go out on your own. So important. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm really excited to get into this part of it. So you have been very vocal and present on social media about inspiring women to embrace their gray hair transition. And which by the way, I love this because of course, for men, it's considered cool and the whole silver fox thing, all that mm-hmm. stuff that goes along with that. So it's yeah. great to see you doing what you're doing with embracing it and starting a movement around that, basically. And how has the reception been for you with this whole thing that you've started now? You know, most of the reception has been so positive. You know, there's always the ugly trolls on Instagram that are going to leave you a nasty comment right. or just so mean spirited. But I think overall, it's been such a positive reception. And especially from men, which I was really shocked. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it more? Are you getting the comments, the nasty comments from men or women? Women. Okay. Women are a little harsher on each other, aren't we? Men have been very positive about it. I mean, occasionally there will be a somebody that leaves an, a, a jackass. A, yeah, <laughs> you know. But overall, I think women are a little more judgmental on the whole process. Right. So yeah, it's been really interesting. It's been great to connect. If anyone is on Instagram, you can just follow hashtag Silver Sisters. There's so many women across the globe that we've all united. And we've all just are in different stages of growing out our gray, but it's a very supportive community. And I am so, you know, really glad to be a part of it and, and be one of the, I guess, I hate to use the word influencer, but right. gray hair influencer. Is that how you started that you got in with the Silver Sisters first, and then you branched off and started doing your own? Or was it you started doing your own and then you found Silver Sister? How did that work for you? Well, I think, you know, on Instagram, I was thinking about stopping coloring my hair, which was kind of radical and rebellious working in beauty. Right. You know, none of my colleagues would even think about going gray. No one's going gray in my general group of friends or colleagues in the industry. It's just unheard of. You just don't don't do it. So I just was so tired of coloring my hair, Brad, every two weeks. And then five days into it, I'd see those sparkles start to show and I'd have to use powders and spray. it was just so annoying and anyone listening that is going through that I know you can relate it's it's a lot of work a lot of maintenance and don't get me wrong I am high maintenance I am all about the maintenance <laughs> but if that was really starting to bother me you can imagine it was bad 
So I just, you know, was curious. So I was following some women transitioning from their color to gray. And yeah. it was inspiring to see women still looking beautiful and glamorous, but embracing their gray. Oh, and yeah. I jumped on that bandwagon in yeah. September of 2020. So I'm about 16, 17 months into my gray hair okay. transition. I have a long way to go because my hair is very long and I right. cut it. I, I don't like short hair on me. So I'm just, you know, going cold turkey. And you can watch my progress on my Instagram <laughs> and it's been a great experience. It's been great to hear from younger women specifically saying, you know, you've inspired me. I'm never going to color my hair after wow. seeing you, or I hope I look as great as you when I'm your age. I mean, those are things that really have touched my heart to yeah. see younger women saying, you know what, it's okay to go gray. It's okay yeah. to get older. Yeah. And that's been really rewarding. Embrace it and own it. Yeah. Men get to embrace it. You yeah, know, exactly. Women, so why shouldn't women, women? Well, it's society. I don't know. Yeah. We have to change the dialogue. Well, this is what you're doing though, right? With this whole mm -hmm. movement that you're starting and that you're part of. Now you had mentioned that your colleagues, this is just something that you just don't do in your industry. So yeah. what has been their reception with what you're doing? How do they, how do they view you and how do they, what do they think of what you're doing? I think twofold. I think, okay. you know, obviously they say, Oh, it looks great. I don't, think that they really think that, but they say it to me <laughs> and they've been very encouraging, but I, they always finish off with, it looks good on you, but I could never do it. Or yeah. I, I'm never going to do, I can't do that, but it looks great on you, which again, it, you can read that both ways, yeah. but I don't, I don't care. You know, that's the great thing about getting older. I do not give a fuck. That's, yeah. That's okay. The but best. I can swear. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part though, is that you're, yeah, yeah you're care. embracing it. And yeah. as you get older, I think we get to a point where it's like, you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care yeah. what people think yeah. of me. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what I think of me and that's exactly. it. Exactly. And my hair has thanked me. I mean, <laughs> my hair is thicker and healthier. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine. Well, cause you're not putting all those chemicals in your hair anymore. Every two weeks. Yeah. And I was starting to get like my hairline, I felt like was getting thinner. It was breaking. And I thought it was just hormones, menopause. No, right. it was because I was coloring every two weeks. And yeah. once I stopped that, my hair just rejuvenated and I'll never, I'll never touch it with color again. So you would think that that would also send a message if you're talking about that too, <laughs> to to other women to like why kill your hair with all these fucking chemicals and garbage you're putting in your hair because society tells us that we should not age we should not go gray i mean that's like the kiss of death it's like yeah. you let yourself go you know you look old and i just really want to change the dialogue like what's wrong with aging what yeah. is wrong with looking older i am older i'm 54 i mean yeah I'm older. So what? Who but cares? you're owning that shit though. <laughs> like... I am. And it's, it's really kind of radical. Cause I feel like I have my foot in two worlds. Yeah. One world is the beauty industry, which tells us don't age, you know, with yeah. anti-aging, you know, put on this face cream. to so stop the wrinkles. There's the Botox. There's all of that. There's yeah. the hair color. Then there's this other side that I have a foot in that is like rebel. Like I have a t-shirt that says gray hair is the new middle finger. It's just I like love it. <laughs> That's F awesome. you to the beauty industry, F you to your society standards of what women should look like as they age. And so I kind of been caught between two worlds because one world is my career and my, yeah. my passion. And then yeah. the other side is me aging and kind of saying, wait a minute, I don't like this messaging. Yeah. I, I don't think it's fair and I don't like it. And I'm going to do something about it. 
Well, I love it. I think what you're doing is incredibly inspiring and amazing. So keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Thank you. So what inspired you then to start to go public and taking it onto social media? I mean, because, you know, once you put stuff out onto social media, it's out there. So what inspired that for you? Just again, my passion has always been to help women. And I think me kind of showing and, you know, putting myself out there, you know, for positivity and for ridicule, right? Because I think- mean comments on, on the daily and I thank them because they're helping my algorithm so every comment that they leave <laughs> yeah. I'm like thank you you're helping me reach more people I appreciate it so much thank you that's a great um, way to look at it <laughs> like they're helping me every comment counts right every, yeah. every like or whatever counts so anyway yeah I'd really just to show other women like hey if this is something you're thinking of doing it's okay like look at, you know, I, I try to show the glamorous side of being gray. Cause I, I'm not going to stop wearing makeup or dressing right. a certain way, but my hair is gray. Gray is just a hair color. We need That's to right. stop putting so much emphasis on what it means. It's just nature's way of changing your color. And I don't know, I don't, I guess I'm starting to see what was the big deal. Like, I mean, I thought I would go to my grave coloring my hair. I did. And so yeah. I feel like if I can do it, anybody can do it. So how, how do you think then women continue or you continue or the narrative gets changed? How, do, how does that happen in, in your opinion? What, what needs to happen to keep that going and to keep that momentum moving and to where you see a noticeable shift? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, step-by-step step, like we're doing, just yeah. more women going public with their gray hair transition, normalizing the conversation, normalizing gray hair is kind of the thing is just, it's normal. It's okay. You can choose to color your hair. I'm not anti-color. I'm not (laughs) trying to convert every single woman out there to to not color their hair, but I'm showing that this also is an option that you don't have to color your hair. If you don't want to anymore, I just didn't want to anymore. It was so draining. It was planning events around, okay, I'm going to be traveling in a week or two. Oh my God, I got to get my hair colored before I go. Or if I had a special event, you know, scheduling everything around my freaking roots, it was ridiculous. Even for me. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done doing that. Excellent. I love it. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. What do you say then to the haters and the negativity? Do you engage with them at all or you just completely ignore them and I completely ignore them? I don't. I don't give it any attention. You know what you give your attention to expands. And so I I think any person on social who is growing a following or you know, you're gonna all no matter what. It doesn't have to be about gray hair. It could just, I mean, I follow some women who do fashion blogs for women over 50. They get horrible comments too. Yeah. Like, hey, grandma, why are you wearing that? Or, you know, it's just people want to be hateful. They feel better about themselves for that little moment, yeah. putting somebody else down. Yeah. But you can't give it any, any momentum. Any energy, yeah. yeah. And I love it when my followers jump in and defend me. I'm like, <laughs> That's yes, awesome. I'm just going to sit back with popcorn, you know, watching the dialogue. <laughs> I'm sure though the good far outweighs the bad. I mean, like you said, you get a lot of comments and and messages from younger women talking about oh, how yeah. how inspired they are by you. So that's got to make you feel pretty damn incredible to especially from the younger generation hearing that. It does. And I get that all the time. I'll just, you know, if I run to get coffee or I'm somewhere, yeah. younger women, they're like, "Oh my god, I love your hair." You know, it 
I love that, you know, and yeah. so it's, that makes me feel good when it's someone younger. Absolutely, of course. Mm-hmm. And to know that they see what you're doing and they want to model that when they get older. I think that's incredible. It is. It feels good. And now whether or not they do it, that's okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not here to convert people. I'm just yep. here to show women that there's an alternative. You don't have to color your hair and you can embrace it. And we all have such unique gray patterns yeah. that there's all different kinds of silver, you know, right. and it's pretty cool. It's unique to you. And I like that. Love it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast. So you started your podcast, The Beauty Debut back in 2020. What inspired you to start the podcast? And can you tell us <laughs> a bit about it? The subject matter? Is it interview yeah. style? Is it solo? It is, is it both? It's both. And okay. I started it because to be honest, I was laid off because of the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. And I was bored out of my mind and kind of falling into a depression because okay. I wasn't working. And I was thinking, what the fuck is going to happen to yeah. me? Like when, because our industry was hit pretty hard. Yes. You know, salons were closed. Yeah. I was looking for another company at the time. They just couldn't afford to keep us on, you know, for this longer stretch. So I was laid off and it was the first time in my life. I was just like, oh my God. Um, so I started the podcast really as a big love letter back to the beauty industry. And it, my tagline was the beauty debut, uh, look behind what it's really like to work in beauty, right? The good, the bad, and the caddy, because there's a lot <laughs> <love> of <laughs> caddy. Yeah. And so I, I was interviewing different women in the beauty industry that worked, you know, in, in different areas. And I really wanted them to share the good, the bad, and the caddy. But what I found is that people were so afraid to kind of be totally real and honest because they were like, oh, what if my boss hears this? Or what if so-and-so hears this? And, you know, it's a small community and, you know, you just don't want to burn any bridges. So it really didn't go the direction I really wanted to. It ended up being more about different women-owned brands, about people's careers, which was fine, but that wasn't really what I wanted. So this next season, I'm changing things around. It's going to be more about women's issues, aging, ageism, going gray. And then of course, still keeping with, you know, beauty tips and tricks, which is again, kind of what I live for. Right. The staple of it all. Claudia, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I have a big mouth and I speak (laughs) up. (laughs) I don't take shit. If I think something's unfair, I speak up. I stand up for myself, which I think a lot of women sometimes don't do. They're afraid to speak up. They're afraid to speak their truth. And I am not. Sometimes it's got me in trouble because I'll speak up against authority. If I see something wrong or I don't agree, I I speak my mind. And I have my mom to thank for that. She's that way. And she really empowered me to speak my truth and to stand up for yourself. You have to. In corporate, in business, you have to be your own advocate. Absolutely. um, So you've always been this way then? It's not something you kind of struggled with stepping into? Well, I think, you know, when you're young and you're in your early twenties, you know, maybe you're not that way. You kind of go along, but there was just, you know, a point where I'm like, wait a minute, you know, you have to ask for what you want. You know, if you want to move up in a company, you have to speak it. You have to say, Hey, I'm, I would love to move ahead. How can I do that? Ask, you have to speak up for yourself. Well, I mean, if you don't ask the question, the answer is always going to be no. Absolutely. So you have to. How do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Success to me means waking up every day and being excited about what you're doing. You know, when you can wake up happy, that's success. 
I feel that I wake up every day. Nobody loves to go to work. I mean, I'm not like, yeah, I get to work. <laughs> but once I get there, or once I start my day, I love what I do. And it doesn't, it goes by so fast and never yeah. feels like, like work. And, and I love creating. So this, my Instagram has been such a great outlet for me to create makeup and to express myself. And that's, to me, that's success. I love it. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? Um, I guess loving myself. You know, I, I didn't always love myself. But after finally just accepting myself and good and bad and loving myself, my life has been so much easier, yeah. so much better. And I think that's a life lesson that we're all on is learning to love ourselves. And Absolutely. Ourselves. And when you can get, I mean, some women find it way earlier and yeah. kudos to them. Or some women maybe had parents that really taught them that. But, you know, I think a lot of parents are wounded themselves. They're wounded children, yeah. really. And they're raising other wounded, wounded children. Wounded children, yeah. They're passing and that down. Kind of and so I think at a certain stage, you have to stop blaming, you know, yeah. childhood or, or things that have happened and, and take ownership and just move on yeah. and love yourself, accept yourself. It's going to be okay. It's so important. And I honestly believe that that is the foundation and basis for fucking everything in life, mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. it just all emanates out from there. If you don't start with doing the inner work, you're fucked. You have to start with you first, for sure. Yeah. You do. And, you know, things happen to all of us. I mean, I yeah. was a survivor of, you know, sexual molestation when I was four. A Holy lot of trauma. Shit. Yeah, a lot of trauma. Just, you know, a lot of things happen. I, you know, never had a good relationship with my dad. You know, a lot of, um, I think, emotional abuse. Yeah. And, you know, we all have something, yes. but it's what you do with it. You know, That's it's what right. you take from it. And, you know, God bless me with a, an amazing mom. So I was able to work through a lot of those things. And that's why I feel that it's so important. The quicker you can learn to love yourself, the better. A strong woman yourself. to help guide you, your mom. Mm -hmm. And, and support yeah, oh, you. my mom is everything to me. What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Follow your heart. My mom always said that follow your intuition, follow your heart. And when I haven't done that, it's led me down the wrong way. Right. But if I really, you know, I'm in tune and follow it, I'm always good. It's good. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Empowerment. I think empowerment to me means standing up for yourself. Yeah. You know, again, speaking your truth, living your truth, zero fucks given kind of attitude. <laughs> and just, yeah, do you like, don't worry about what people think. You're never going to make everybody happy. Very and that, true. I guess that's another life lesson. Yeah. You're never, it's, it's unachievable. So yeah. make yourself happy you know, of course, without hurting others, but yes. you know, make yourself happy first. Start there. Exactly. That's where it starts 100%. Mm -hmm. And as they say, your vibe will attract your tribe. So once you get to that point where you are in love with yourself and you are feeling confident and good about who you are, those people will naturally come to you that are like-minded. Absolutely. Yep. They will. And you'll repel people that aren't, you know, whether it's a love interest, friendships, mm -hmm. whatever, they just, you're not on the same vibe wavelength with them. Yeah. And they, you won't mesh and they won't that's even right. approach you. Yeah. That's right. Which is great. What do you feel most grateful for in your life? My family, my mom and my dogs. Oh, you have dogs. Yeah. I have yeah. two long haired dachshunds, Fonzie and Ludo. <laughs> <laughs> and 
they are my heart. I, you know, I, I had golden retrievers at one point. So yeah. like in a different life, they have since passed, but my two new ones are um, Fonzie and Ludo. Fonzie and Ludo. I love it. <laughs> they're, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous and they know it. <laughs> they're high maintenance. <laughs> they are high maintenance for sure. You nailed it. So we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? My dream job was to be a newscaster. Wow. A newscaster. Okay. I wanted to be a newscaster. I thought that would be incredible. <laughs> Did you ever think it like go take it any further than that? Did you pursue um, I, it at all? Yeah. I think when I wasn't, you know, going to college, I was torn between graphic arts and journalism. Okay. I know such very different things. Yeah. But then, um, I got disillusioned with college and then I went to beauty school. So there you go. <laughs> And that was that. What was your very first job? Oh, I worked at Walgreens. <laughs> it was horrible. I was a cashier at Walgreens and I hated every, every minute I was there. I hated it. I was 16. So how long did you work there for? Until my mom let me quit. I think it was maybe like less than a year. <laughs> I blame school. I'm like, I can't get my homework done. So then she let me quit. <laughs> that go. was a total lie. That was a lie. <laughs> what is the first thing you notice about a person? Their eyebrows. <laughs> their eye I have oh, never no. had anyone answer that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I look at their eyebrows. Tells me a lot about a person. Okay. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Don't be a dick. <laughs> Pretty be straightforward. Nice. Yeah. Be nice. I mean, like what, what's in it for you? You know, you, what you put out, you get back. So just yeah. be fucking nice exactly and you know it's so funny it boggles my mind every time i think about it is why the human race has such a fucking hard time figuring out how to be nice it's not that difficult it, it doesn't really it doesn't cost you anything it doesn't take that much energy just be nice think just of what how much more of a better place the world would be if yeah, be everyone respectful. was on that wavelength yeah be respectful of others you know do unto others as yeah. you have done unto you. It's not that fucking hard. It's not, but apparently it is for the human <laughs> apparently, race. Apparently right now, especially it's very yeah, hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would you describe yourself in one word? Fabulous. I love it. What is one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? A monogamous man. If you, <laughs> you know, any <laughs> lots, lots, a one with money. That would be good too. There you go. <laughs> That's, that's the hard part. <laughs> but is money a deal breaker? Yes. Okay. Alrighty then. Just being honest. Yeah, of I course. Mean, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be with somebody broke. Well, no, not broke, but I mean, you know. I don't know. They don't have to be a millionaire. I mean, no, but I don't want to be with somebody broke. Self-sufficient. I, I mean, I, self-sufficient. There you go. There we go. And I, I don't ever want to live with anybody ever again. And I will never... I always want my own home. Okay. So I have to have somebody who's very confident. But if he's out there and you're listening, slide into my DMs. <laughs> if you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? I think we talked about it, kindness. Yeah. You know, just being kind and being, you know, we're all wanting the same things in life is to be loved, to be accepted. Yeah. And it boggles my mind that we just, with all the technology and all of the advancements, we're just, as a human race, we're so far from that. We are. I, I just don't get it. I, I yeah. really, I, I can't even, my mind can't even conceive. go there. No. Yeah. I just it's, don't, I don't get it. I it don't does get not it. compute. Mm. <laughs> One beauty item that I can't live without. 
makeup. <laughs> I really can't. I, I mean, I, yes, I've stopped dyeing my hair, but I will probably die with makeup on. <laughs> okay. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My mother, for all the reasons. I mean, my mom is just my mentor. She's been a friend. I mean, she's been everything in my life. Yeah. And um, like I said, I was really blessed. I lucked out and got an incredible mother. And she'll be turning 75 on March 18th. And, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, happy birthday to her. And I, like, she's just, she's such a, a, a dynamic, wonderful woman. I mean, I, I, I really lucked out. Beautiful. What does the best version of Claudia look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? About 10 pounds lighter. Let's see, just fulfilled and happy and making an impact, helping others. I think that's the best version of myself. What is an unexpected occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? An unexpected occurrence. Hmm. I would say moving out to Vegas, I think it was unexpected. Wouldn't necessarily say that I love Las Vegas, but being here has really shifted my career for the positive. It's really brought me closer to my mom. She retired here several years ago. So okay. we hadn't lived in the same city for many, many decades. Yeah. So, you know, being close to her and kind of reestablishing our connection, it was, yeah. it's always been great, but really just seeing her for the first time as a woman, you know, just yeah. with her own dreams and aspirations, some happened, some didn't, and just really appreciating her as a person. So I think that probably wouldn't have happened had I not landed here in Vegas. So yeah, that was a a great surprise. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? That is so tough. And and people are probably going to either love me or hate me for this answer. But the first person that comes to my mind, honestly, is Madonna. Really? I love her, but I would love to have a conversation with her now that she's aged because I always thought she was going to be the kind of woman that it'd be like, F you. Yes. I'm wrinkled. Yes. I'm this, but she hasn't, she's kind of gone a different direction. Yeah. And you know, I'm not judging plastic surgery is great for those that want to do it, but she's gone to such extreme. And I really would just like to have a open, honest conversation with her about that. Cause I bet it's been hard for her to age because she's always been seen as this sex icon and this in the spotlight constantly spotlight and of course you know women that are famous are judged so harshly for everything they do so she's always been an idol of mine and I just would love to see if she'd really come clean about that yeah why did you do that to your face (laughs) why did you do this at this stage in your life like I think she could have gone a different way and really inspired women and she's kind of fallen prey to I think what a lot of us you know fall prey to is just trying to keep up and look younger they also Mm -hmm. I mean people like her that are in the spot like that, they have a huge responsibility on their shoulders. I mean, as Mm -hmm. you just said, people look to these women, speaking about women specifically, women look up to these women and that's a lot of responsibility. Like some of these women's idols and Mm -hmm. you're under a microscope constantly. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have to say, I, I truly admire her. She is, I think one of the most incredible business women ever, ever. Like she's just brilliant she knows how to market herself like nobody's fucking business 
And come on, she'd have great stories. I want to know, like, you know, what is Sean Penn like in bed? Come on, like, let's talk. You know, I mean, she's she's done it all. I mean, she's traveled. She's I mean, she's met incredible people. I yeah. Mean, I just think it'd be a great dinner out, cocktails. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. I, I, and I know I could have picked somebody more. I don't know, Mother Teresa. I don't know, somebody well, else. Hey, but, if this oh, is what I mean, resonates. If I'm, if I'm keeping it real, it'd be yeah. Madonna. Like, I want to sit down with her. Very cool. I love it. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Go to beauty school sooner. Just get after it. You know, I kind of delayed. I just hated college, didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up working at Jenny Craig for (laughs) seven years, but it taught me sales, you know, but I just, I just was kind of floating. I didn't know what I wanted. And I just wish I would have gone to technical school, you know, beauty school in high school. They offered that. And I just... I guess I never considered that, but right. yeah, I would have been further ahead in my career even sooner. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world or your corner of the world, your people, your tribe, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What advice would you impart into them? What would you say? I would say, thanks. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been real. And like I said earlier to you, don't be a dick. Be nice. That's it. <laughs> motto it's like you know enjoy your life enjoy every decade there's silver lining and everything that you experience and just be nice to other people don't be a dick don't be a dick be nice guys it's not that hard you know so anyway I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that's it. I mean, at this stage, now ask me again when I'm 60 or 70, I might have a different answer. Right. <laughs> you, know, you learn so much every decade. You do, I mean, absolutely. I've, I've evolved and I've changed over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. Yeah. And that's why I think um, marriage should be illegal until you're in your 30s. Yeah. You know what? I agree. You're too you young before. You don't, you don't know, know shit. You don't know yourself. No. Not enough to make a life changing decision. decision yeah, like absolutely. I agree with you. Claudia, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. It was an absolute blast, a pleasure chatting with you. I love I love thank what you you're doing. Me. I think it's brilliant what you're doing for women and the whole anti-aging movement. I think it's amazing and just embrace it. Just fucking love it. And I know that's a hell of a lot easier said than done. But think of how different things would be if people would just embrace their shit and Mm -hmm. just own it, you know? So thank you. I truly appreciate you. Keep on shining and doing the beautiful work you're doing. I think it's amazing. And uh, well, thank you so much for having me as a guest and, and to all the women out there listening, you can run from aging, but it's going to catch you. So why not just, you know, ride it out, enjoy it, enjoy the freedoms. I'm looking forward to next year. I'll be 55 you get discounts at movie theaters. <laughs> you get you can order cheaper things on breakfast menus. People That's are nicer. Thinking about. People are nicer to you because you're older. There's so many pros, and I can uh, buy a house in a 55 and older community. I mean, these are things that you don't think about that are fucking incredible. And yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to turn 55 next year. Awesome. I love hearing that. Claudia, thank you again so much for taking the time to be here. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. I I just, I may, it's been an amazing conversation. You are a true <laughs> inspiration, honestly, and you make me laugh. <laughs> thank you, Brad. It's been great. And thanks so much for having me on your show. I really My pleasure. You picking me out of many. 
Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Claudia Fabian. She is a pro-aging ambassador. Thank you so much, Claudia. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca and follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.